I feel so weird. Mm. Hello, it's time for episode 203 of Regular Features. I'm a sexy boy. Who are you? I'm a sexy boy. Ooh, sexy man by the sound of it. Who's this? I was going to say that. I'm no boy. I'm a man. Ooh. A sexy man. Whoa. One man, two boys. All sexy. How are you going to deal with this much sex? <laughs> you say, <laughs> raising your legs above your ears. <laughs> oh, my separating anals. Hey, hey, hey. hey it's hey. Regular Features episode 203. Oh, yes. We're, we we put the we O into 203. Oh, we're going to have that O right there in the middle for another for ages. six episodes. Oh, my God. For ages. <laughs> Forever. <Until> 210. <laughs> and you can be sure I'll be on every episode really mouthing that O out. Yeah. And 210, the O shuffles one digit to the right as if it's exiting stage right. <laughs> my job is done. <laughs> See you later, losers. See you at 220. <laughs> Hey, we're a comedy podcast by three friends who like to hang out and have fun. My name is Steve Hogarty. My name's John Sexy Boy Blythe. My name is... Gav. I thought... so see how many intros we can do. Just keep on going. <laughs> do a podcast that's all intros. I thought I should say what that's it is. That's funny. No, like, sometimes was... people... I don't know if people tune in. People download I guess you it should do. You should... what the f-, f... You should do every podcast as if it's like the very first one, but... That's really what, Call it episode one? That's fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Just have every episode, episode one. I did see a good tweet that lampoons podcasts very precisely. It's like, oh, I don't know where to start listening to this podcast. Episode one where they don't have their shit together yet. Or episode 100 when it's fucking swimming in in-jokes that are impenetrable to a new listener. <laughs> I don't know, have you guys seen yeah. what Roger Helmer's up to lately? <laughs> that guy. Wind farms, horses. I haven't heard a peep from Roger Helmer at all. It's like Who is it that did that tweet? That's bang on. Uh, someone on the internet did it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, great. I'll be sure to check that out. <laughs> do, please do. What's up Why? with you? This illness, this amazing illness that's stopping me drinking and it's keeping me in a weird state of stasis where the illness is making me feel slightly worse, but the fact that it's stopping me drinking and I'm not moving from one hangover to the next, I'm just normal, but weird and sober. It's made your voice sound sexy as fuck. I, aren't I a sexy boy, though? Almost as sexy mm. as... Mine. You got a bit oh, more I'm, husky. Oh, yeah, husky. it's good now. I think I'm a little bit more sexy than you, Gav. You win this round. Old man sexy. Cobbywob's become <laughs> a, a new a meme from the past. Is it? Speaking of impenetrable in-jokes, Cobbywobby, the man who comes into my pub and creeps me the fuck out. Well, That's what we need. Anytime someone mentions like uh, an in-joke, we'll just have you say, do it in that voice and explain what it is. If we annotated podcasts, yeah. If we do just a, a library of you just singing every intro for us, then whoever's editing it can just fucking lop it in. Arses. <laughs> Gav, uh, Gav, Gavin, yes. Just listen to me. Listen. Have yeah. you got a feature? Yeah, I have actually. I haven't had a feature in. You, excuse my language. Yonks. <laughs> Donkeys yonks. <laughs> I went to see the David Brent film last night. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. It's, oh, he's funny. Were have the jokes. You seen the dance that he does in the animated GIF? No. Oh. I don't believe I, I'm familiar with that. It's a good dance. What's it got like? Uh, if you Google David Brent, The Office, funny Dan, dance. Dan, dance. Dance. Yeah. Dot yeah. GIF. I think someone's put it up on YouTube. <laughs> I'll, I'll have a check. I'll oh, have a check. Um, can, but, we, can we watch it now? Can we just take five seconds to watch it now? Let's just pretend. <laughs> They're just coming back laughing. That is a good dance. Uh, David, David Brent, what a kind of character! Wait, what a character. character! Imagine if you imagine Elvis. if he worked in your office with you. Oh, I know a David. Oh, we all know Everyone a David, knows a David Brent, Brent, don't we? I knew you. You're Gareth. Gonna, oh, oh, You're no. such a Gareth. Oh, what Gareth thing to guilty, say? Guilty. <laughs> Only a real Samantha would say that. <laughs> That's true. But I went to see. <laughs> The David Brent film about uh, David Brent, the office manager man. And 
Yeah, are some situations that you got up to, and I want you. Did you write down every joke? Because I thought I was going to watch Lesbian Vampire Killers, and I thought, do you know what would be a worthwhile resource for people on the internet to have is if I just listed every joke and rated it out of ten. Well, I went in. I went worth doing. I think a couple a couple of bits generally made me laugh out loud, um, but I was in high spirits, having drank five pints and had Linda Robson sitting behind me watching the film. Holy fuck! Yeah, did she like it? Uh, well, her, I think the, the guy that she was with, who I'm assuming is her son, is in the film. So I dare say she enjoyed it. Oh. At least the scenes that he He's was going, in. That's you! That's yeah. you! You're my son! That's she you! She stood up. Like Linda she, Robson from Birds of a Feather? Yes. Did she? Is her, she's, her son is in Birds of a Feather. Is that her son? I don't know. No, is that her character's son? Yeah. Yeah, but is it also her actual son? She I have no reason to think so. You know right. Birds of a Feather isn't real. Whoa. You know Birds of a Feather inside out. How come Doreen's still alive? <laughs> she was well old in the first one, and now she's, what, the same age in the new one? Yeah. She's like a raven pecking at your kitchen window. And, she's, and I tell you what, she's had a life. She's had a bloody life. No, I was going to say she had a husband in jail, but that's, that's the other ones. She that's, didn't have a husband. That's the plot that's of the birds of yeah, a yeah. yeah. <laughs> What? <laughs> Isn't there a birds of a feather with they go to jail? I'm confused. Have I made that up? Where the no. women go to jail? <laughs> you're thinking of Prisoner Cell Block H. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm sure, there's a, I'm sure there's a series where they porridge. go to jail. That's porridge. And then the men are the ones like, oh, no, if they... only our wives weren't in jail. <laughs> if only they hadn't broken the law of springing us out of jail. <laughs> <laughs> That's a loophole for jail. Like, if you're broken out, that's fine. But the other ones are uh, taken off. It's must... like when you watch The Ring. <laughs> um, but yeah, other... it's appalling quirks sitting <laughs> behind you. Yeah. So Leslie Joe is trying to get off of me because I'm young and she's old. Um, yeah, sitting behind me. So I was quite excited anyway. And I thought it, it's not going to be that bad, is it? Or is it? I, I've heard good things about it, but I suspect that those good things were planted by people just trying to make me watch it. So. You're a slave to the Brent Corporation <laughs> log. Um, here are some things that happen in David Brent, A Life on the Road. Oh, God. And what way does David Brent react to these things? Ready? Yeah. David Brent goes into an office. There are two polite ladies there. Does he... One of them has a stump for an arm. <laughs> Does he, A, say good morning, then sit at his desk and do some work? B, go, oh, who likes cock? <laughs> or C, make a rubbish joke about spelling coming like the spunk way and embarrass everyone involved? It's one, one of these is the real thing that happens. One of these the is the real thing I that happens in the film. I mean, oh, yeah, come in. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, not, come, not like that, though. Oh, no. Oh, oh, you wouldn't like that, would you? Oh, maybe you would like it. Oh, are you dirty birds? Oh, no, no. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> you didn't written that. <laughs> it's that shit joke that, yeah, it's that. The, shit the coming one. one. The, yeah, the shit. There's a coming one. There's, 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 uh, do you care? Do you care if I spoil a little bit? Spoil the, the shit out of it. Spoil it. Readers. Okay. We are, this episode of Regular Features contains spoilers for David Brent the movie. But if you care about that, please listen to another podcast and fucking come back here. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's basically there's a woman who for no reason uh, likes him, even though he's an utter bell end. And he basically doesn't notice her because she's a bit plain looking. That's that's a thing that happens in this film. Um, and he's really mean that's to her. That's the whole Alan Partridge and his assistant plot. And then he's really mean to her, but then later on he cries and then he realises that she should be with her all along, even though they've been in about two scenes together. It's, oh, it's dog shit. Uh, I despise oh. Ricky Gervais. Yeah. What a colossal oh, he's shit. Awfulness. It's awfulness. It's utter. It's so pointless. And none of the other nice people from the office turn up either. So that's another. I don't care. Spoil this by this point. But I hope the office like, explodes. <laughs> anyone who remembers <laughs> the office fondly's mind explodes. Um, this is another thing that happens in David Brent: A Life on the Road. Out August 19th. <laughs> <laughs> Are you on Dombargo? <laughs> I think I am, but hey. by the time this goes out, I'll be all right, I think. David Brent and his band are playing a gig 
in a pub. And there's a man in a wheelchair in the audience. Of course there is. Wow. Oh, it's not a joke. It's not making fun of disabled people. It's a joke about people who make fun of disabled people. Does David Brent... A. This is a really good song. No, really, not wheelie. But I bet you can do. Some then he falls off the stage. Oh, <laughs> does the dance? <laughs> <laughs> um, does David Brent finish the gig as he normally would, whether the man was there or not? B. Go. Oh, does your cock still work, wheelie? <laughs> <laughs> or C. Sing a joke song about how people shouldn't make fun of disabled people. Then at the end, make a really big thing of saying, that was for you, little fella, to the bewildered man in the wheelchair. Is it, is it actually that? Yeah. Fuck off, Ricky Gervais. Is that actually done with the, fuck yeah. yourself and your... He, he is that done with the same voice. sort of like mawkish sentimentality that... that Absolutely. That all the fucking Derek is done with. Oh, yeah. Derek. He, he sings a song called... Um, don't make fun of the disabled. You sh- or why you should make... Jo- Don't make jokes about the disabled. It's an entire song about it. He must think that it's the people that come well. to his shows are just on the constantly on the cusp of savaging a wheelchair. Yeah. Just like, what the... He's a fucking the... dirty poison man. That's the thing. It's almost gone to the point where it's like... Just... It's not even to the point where it's like Al Murray, whereas Al Murray was making jokes about the people who like that kind of shit. But... I never like Bill Murray, but... No, well, this stuff appealed to those people quite well. What's all galling is he's got this weird righteous edge to it. Yeah. Like, oh, he's like a... He he is a social justice warrior. Yeah. But he's, like, standing up for... Yeah. People who don't need standing up for in a very sort of self-aggrandizing way. He's the Milo Yiannopoulos of the social justice scene. He doesn't believe in the fucking thing he's saying. He's just saying it to make himself... Yeah. Popular. Is there a lesbian in it? I bet there's a lesbian oh, in it. Oh, and I bet he apologises <laughs> about touching her tit. Is there a lesbian in it? Is there a um, No, but he does do, uh, he does do a, a gay character. Does he, does he fix homophobia for us? Uh, no, he does a gay character who... Um, what, he plays more than one character in this? Well, no, he... David he, Bent. That's actually quite funny. No, uh, he basically <laughs> says, like, here's some comedy characters I've been working on, and then he goes into one of the characters who says, chance to be a fine thing after everything. That's a lip that's, that's a thing that happens. That's Harry Hill. That's the thing that happens in David Brent's <laughs> Life on the Road on August nineteenth. David Brent <laughs> takes two ladies home to his hotel room. Does he A get drunk and have a laugh with them, maybe do some sex, but not make a song and dance about it because he's a gentleman. I bet he actually doesn't fancy one of them and tells one to sit over there while he has sex with the one he does fancy. Is that true? In the right Ugh. wheelhouse. <laughs> um, B, go, oh, what's your fanny like? Mm. <laughs> oh, me, stinks! <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're sticking to the same ABC format. <laughs> or C, make a lot of horrible jokes about the size of the women and about how much of the minibar food they eat before then asking his bandmate who walks in on them to not tell the rest of the band that he slept with a fat lady. Oh, I'm just fucking up. Oh. Does that? I'm not an uptight person, but that is the bleakest thing I've heard. It's just, it's awful as well. Because he's basically, he's basically trying to impress the bandmate. So when one of them walks in and sees uh, this lady who's like particularly large, he just goes, oh, do me a favour. If you tell the other guys that I was sleeping with someone, can you tell them that she, can you not tell them how fat she is? Like, it's a, it, that's, that's not a joke about, that's not someone who's standing up for. Absolutely not. Fat, like. Big people who are made fun of. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, I've written this asshole who thinks it's okay to speak to fat women this way. Yeah. It's not that. It's just, this is what I think of fat people. But also, so much of the film, right? So basically, And I can say that, because I used to be a little bit fat, if yeah. you remember from me from the 11 o'clock show days. But he... When, um, I, was, when I was more open about being an objectionable cunt. <laughs> but but he basically, he does, in the film, the, the story is how, it's his, like, he wants to go on tour, so he spends all of his money. So there's all these really horrible, like, really cringy scenes like proper office style where you, you're meant to feel sorry for him because then he spends all the other scenes doing some horrible stuff you're like I don't feel sorry for you at all I'm glad none of these people want to drink with you like I wouldn't want to drink with you fucking twat like it's awful it's really really bad he does that one um, there's also a really shit joke in all of that bit because basically this woman comes to his hotel room and she eats every bit of like Twix who all the like shitty foods. Oh, she lives up to the gluttony thing. Oh, yeah, she eats all that. Yeah, and, um, a disgusting woman. And there's, like yeah. a, there's a running joke of, like, three different people who say, she's eating all that. 
well, she's going to be constipated. Like, would you be constipated? I, I was like, I don't really know what constipated is, I don't think. Well, like, gonna, if, what is that? If you ate so loads of crisps and chocolate, would you be constipated? Is it, gonna, is it followed up by an explosive anal joke or something like that? Is it setting it up for anal? Maybe I was writing this at the time now. <laughs> what, what kind of food makes you constipated? I, don't, I didn't think hula hoops. Sort of fibre? Lots of fibre? Does that make yeah, you regular? I, was like, I, don't, I don't think that's a thing, is it? If you eat a Twix. Eggs. Not Eggs make you egg bound. There you go. Which is also egg the name bound. of my wonderful magician novel. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a yeah, 2D Minecraft clone. <laughs> uh, or, and uh, this is the last scene... There's only four scenes in the whole David Brent film that I remembered. Uh, this is another one. David Brent is drunk and being helped back to his hotel room by a friend who is black. Does he, A, thank his friend for helping him get back to his room safely, maybe buy him a bacon roll in the morning, go, oh, I bet you like weed, don't you, because black. <laughs> it's also a thing that happens. That's the way it's going. Uh, I can feel it. What? And it can't, or C. It's going to be worse than that, isn't it? Yes. Or C, He does actually do that one as well. Um, oh. I couldn't think of a because it whatever else. it is it's going to basically be that but yeah. just couched in some some shred, some sense of irony that he thinks exists some paper thin oh. veil of plausible deniability yes <laughs> fucking cunt or does he see <laughs> say the n word loads in a really uncomfortable way basically trying to get the black guy to say that Rick, that David Brent is his n word and then it's just like, it's okay, we're friends, you can say the... And they keep saying the N-word over and over and over again until everyone in the cinema is offended and upset. And then he goes, oh, are you offended by what Do, I Does said? he turn to the camera when oh. you say that? <laughs> ah, maybe that says more about you than it does about me. Absolutely. Hey, readers. There's what, which one of those happens? What a... F- oh, it's, it's a horrible little, fucking nasty little, film. Little, little, Mole shit, man. I tell you what, everyone's going on about Suicide Squad and how shite that is, but I saw both of those films in, in the exact <laughs> same literally cinema. no one's talking about it, David. <laughs> yeah. As it should be. I saw both those films in with similar audiences. I'd had four pints before each, and Suicide Squad is a better film than David Brown, Life on the Road, out August 19th. It was fucking horrible. I hated it. And those are some things that happen. Ah, oh, he's going to be fucking furiously tugging at himself when the reviews come in, won't he? I don't... F- Unrepentant. By this point, Ricky the Gervais. reviews would have come out. And I, I don't... I, I don't understand how you can like well. it. I don't know how you can understand. I don't understand how you can Oh, like but that's going to fucking stoke the fire of Ricky Gervais' yeah. self-reliance well, ego. Yeah, well, I must have hit a nerve there, yeah. eh, Hollywood? Yeah. To be uh. fair, like, the, w- uh, there's another fat joke that happens in the first, like, 40 seconds. So I was just like, as a fat bloke, I was like, oh, just fuck off. Like, why are you being so mean? It really made me realise how much I m- prefer the American office because it seems like nice people work in that office, and that's the office I want to work in. I might think about this harder later on and figure out why I align the David Brennan character so much more closely with what Ricky Gervais actually thinks and feels than yeah. I do, say, Steve Coogan and Alan Partridge, which is probably w- what Ricky Gervais thinks is happening. Maybe because Alan Partridge, or Steve Coogan as we call him, has done a variety of other characters. Yeah. Uh, he's done Paul Carf. And Ricky Gervais' A number stand-up. of other characters whose names easily come to mind. <laughs> <laughs> Pauline Carf. <laughs> That's an exercise for the reader. What do you think about why you hate Ricky Gervais so much? <laughs> Let us know. Regularfeaturespodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> Maybe you've met him and he was an objectionable shit to you. That'd be great. If you go to the uh, our subreddit, which is reddit.com forward slash or forward slash regular features. Yeah. And uh, we set up a little thread there about your Ricky Gervais feelings and thoughts. And we'll read them out on the next episode. And stories about when you met him, whether or not they're real or not, we don't care. Yeah. And if you're Ricky oh. Gervais, get in touch. Yeah, please. We'd love to hear from you. Come on the podcast. Pop us a line. I'm sure it would do really well for us. (laughs) I just did. I motioned the numbers. Numbers going up. And it wasn't even that steep. It was about 25 degrees. (laughs) (laughs) That's my wildest dream. (laughs) (laughs) An extra 400 (laughs) listeners. (laughs) (laughs)
It's time for my regular feature, but Steve's just seen something. I've just seen something. I've just seen the title of it. You've just shared it with me. Yeah. you shared it with me, presumably because I have an involvement in this feature and I need to see the text involved and the script involved. That's how it goes. It's called Wenlock and Mandeville, Mandeville 2016. Yeah. Four-year-old feature. I recall this from the actual London Olympics of 2012. Well, and you no. did a feature all about Wenlock in Mandeville. No, Red Steve. What, you're, you're forgetting that that was episode 38. Is it? Wenlock's Sensory Basketball. And it was Gav who did that feature. <gasps> Goodness gracious. Episode 38, I was utterly, profoundly featureless. And I've been stewing on those bad balls ever How since. You know that? Have we done an Olympics worth of podcasts? We have more, more so Ooh. than that even. We are celebrating five years of regular features. And I'm going to pretend that it's today. Bloody hell. Flipping jeez. Let off a party popper. Flipping goose. Oh. <laughs> Flip a go. goose. Flipping <laughs> goose. Flip it back. Let it go. Yeah. When I, <laughs> but it I, comes I, back, it's true love. <laughs> but like you both assumed, I thought that I'd written the Wenlock and Mandeville feature as well. I thought I'd written the Wenlock and Mandeville feature. I think I think all of us deep down thought that we wrote Wenlock and Mandeville features too. Whereas I have generally no recollection of doing any kind of feature about these there two There was some abominations. You, Someone you drew were... some artwork of Wenlock coming on Mandeville. Did I think he? Absolutely. That's what Gav's feature was. He imagined a kind of... Oh, sorry. Now look. That's the pub calling. The pub calling. I've got pub to calling. get the pub calling. Pub calling. How can a building use a phone? Hello? <laughs> Hello? Log's phone goes off on almost Hello? every episode of regular features these what's days. Up? I wonder what this question is. Hello? Hello? Where's the beer? <laughs> Where did you put the beer? Hello? <laughs> Hello? Someone's ordered a beer. The, tom- the, tom- the tomahawk can come on. It's to replace the green devil, but it can go on before... That's not beer. Hello? That spells. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, put the four stuff on to replace the solar glare. Uh, which came in. Yeah, uh, which came it's, in. Um, cast a spell. Tara there, yeah. The doors of locked. He's just said Tommy Hawk. Solar glare. Solar glare. Hello? That's not the name, That's not the okay, name cool. of anything. Nice one. I don't want nice. this evil in this you, house. <laughs> Log, did you just cast a spell in my bedroom? <laughs> you know how he feels about spells. You're using hexes, horcruxes, and activations words and phrases. What, what did I say? What were some of the beers that were said then? Which is solar panels. <laughs> Which is solar panels. Um, that is the um, Torchwood solar, solar Glare. Is yeah. a ginger beer from Shiny Brewery in Derby. Very, very pleasant. Sells, sells quite well. What are the beers? Uh, shiny Tomahawk. That's a strong brown oh, IPA. They're all shiny. Oh, I've got a strong brown IPA for you. <laughs> in, in, in my, in my, in my, no, never mind. Um, and what's the last one? Don't I don't know. know. Well, let's, let's let's leave that and come back to the regular features podcast. Okay. So, like you, I thought I'd written a, a feature. Not a podcast, a feature about um, Wenlock and Mandeville. So yeah. I went into my Google Docs and I found a half-written porn thing about them that I've never ever used. Is that true? Yeah. I mean, this is what you did, Gav. Your feature was making them do it with each other. Was it? Which is probably at the point at which I aborted writing mine, Wenlock and Mandeville, oh. just as so I was not to tread on your toes. But four years later, fuck you, Gav. It's time to supersede your Wenlock and Mandeville porn by reading this half half-written thing that jumps around and uh, there's lots of broken sentences, which I will just... Well, like my one, I which I'm sure noise, but... was fucking brilliant. I can't wait. I know. It starts off like this. Once, I met the man who pretends to be Duke Nukem for the purposes of promotional material. He is dedicated to this role. He will not let you ride him like a horse. He will not bat you on the forehead with his dick and wag his finger at you. Despite my persuasively desperate arguments that, that that is exactly the kind of thing that Duke Nukem would do. And worst of all, he declined to play a part in a realistic scenario where I play the role of a fat space baby and he has to make me stop crying and go to sleep by faffing around with my soft cock. Interjection to in say... In short, get real, Duke Nukem. <laughs> that uh, came from Command and Conquer did let you ride him around like a horse. Which only goes to show that Command and Conquer is the superior franchise. That's not even a joke, sorry. That, no, that's true. That's it. Hang on. Kane, <laughs> Kane let you ride him around, and... I said to Kane, would you want to get on... Um, do you want to let me give you a piggyback? Yeah. And he said, go on then. 
But the reason I'm saying this is because I've also He's seen hot. Russell Kane, the comedian. Russell Kane, not to be confused with Kane, riding you around as well. No, you're thinking of the hard fight. That's Richard Archer was riding me around. Like, no, it was Russell Kane. Like, and also, Russell Kane did ride you around. Yeah. So you've got something about getting canes on you and Kane from Command and Conquer have all ridden you ridden around. Like you around. What can I say? I'm dressing up my kink as a joke. <laughs> <laughs> the amount of satisfaction I get from this is huge, and you can't stop me. But Duke Nukem refused, Duke de- declined. Actually, that would have been the con- the intersection of two very profound sexual things for me. Especially if he'd clamped his, if he'd slid forwards and clamped his muscular thighs around my head and then just snapped my neck, leaving me paralyzed for life. He does do that. His name is John St. John. Oh, shut up. No, is he two thirds John, John and one third Saint? <laughs> <laughs> and where would the halo go in that situation? <laughs> Take Wenlock and Mandeville. They're the sinister cyclopic gatekeeper and keymaster to the domain <coughs> of our demonic corporate overlords. And let me tell you, they were more than happy to, p- to participate in a gruelling sexathon that left my javelin snapped, my discus slipped, and left me with a massive level of blood toxicity. It began with my arrest for treason on the Queen's docks. That's, um, that's when it jumps towards to this. Wenlock massaged a silver bulb that was protruding from a hip-like area and began to furiously frot my shin. Mandeville was enthusiastically sipping at a cup of McDonald's coffee. You don't associate McDonald's with good coffee, do you? He chirped before his eye dropped into a sad frown. Perhaps you should. He tipped the coffee in my face. From the small amount that went into my mouth, I could fathom a Brazilian blend that was indeed surprising, but not as surprising as Mandeville's body contour that suddenly attempted entry, using the coffee as a kind of lube. Mandeville's gentle gradients make terrible sex organs. It's like getting dry-humped by a man in thirty pairs of trousers. Then it, there's a pause there, and it goes on to say this. If anyone tries to report this, we'll fire a fucking surface-to-air missile into their mum's gas bag fanny. That's that's it. That's the half-written thing. It's only a little brief interlude before we get on to what are they up to these days. Yes. And uh, I think we should also remind readers who the fuck Wenlock and Mandeville are. <laughs> because they're, they're pretty much the only thing about the London 2012 Olympics that sticks with us, surely. <laughs> they were the mascots who looked like... I don't know, minions. They were fucking rubbish. In fucking skiing suits. What are the mascots for Rio? Oh, uh, who knows? Should be Christ the Redeemer, surely. Christ the Redeemer, like, clapping his hands together. <laughs> he loved it. You I reckon turn it. Him, like, you can wind him up and he just uh, goes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Anyway. All right. Should we just get off? What are these assholes up to now? Yeah. <laughs> if you maybe put them on the podcast art, that will jog people's <laughs> memories because I honestly don't remember any... When Lock and Manuel were two kind of shapeless characters that... They had no personality. I remember Wenlock or Mandeville. They never really he looks like really aerodynamic. Like oh, yeah, they look Sonic. They? Yeah. Well, like, looked like a clock. Like a, like a metal Sonic. To be fair, anything is aerodynamic if you chuck it really hard. If you throw something hard enough, it becomes aerodynamic. That's not true. That's <laughs> not That's not true. Well, <laughs> win this round. <laughs> you said that with such confidence that I had to. And I, was also, I had to wait until Steve said that wasn't true. Before I was also I wiping him. my glasses at the time as well. And usually, if you're wiping your glasses and you say something, people have to go. Oh, so, yeah, what? Is this guy knows he's talking about. <laughs> this, who let the professor in? Okay, Steve, you be Wenlock. I'll be Mandeville, and you be the third character who's yet to be revealed. Oh, God. <clears throat> and basically. This is like an episode of Doctor Who where you jump straight in and it's all going on. It's like an episode of Doctor Who, is it? Scripts that's like an episode of Doctor Who. (laughs) No. You'll you'll see what it's actually going on. This is unfamiliar territory for me, reading (laughs) one of your scripts. But make make out that, like, Wenlock is all over the dashboard of a a space time machine, maybe, slamming lots of levers about. This is great fun. Okay, here we go. Should I just pop into it? Yep, go. Mandeville, you have to reconcile the multilateral indices and the virtual nexus, or else the neutron cowboys, as we are now known, will be reduced to so much garbage for idiots. I'm trying, Wenlock, but the black hole I accidentally ate in the Gamma Centauri quadrant has pretty much ruined gravity for me. My legs are cock a hoop, my arms are cock a mamie, and my dog's a cock a spaniel. Quick, <laughs> grab onto this with your proton lasso. What is it? 
It's an electron cow. What else would a neutron cowboy grab but a proton lasso? Lasso. Proton lasso sound. What else would a neutron cowboy grab with a proton lasso? <laughs> what am I putting in the there? fucking worst thing in the world? Did make a make a proton lasso sound, guys. Thank you. But electronify it. A bit. <laughs> I'll it's reverse it. In That's after like, effect. <laughs> no, um, it's the in now. We're doing it live, like right. Radio Four. It's not working. The lasso isn't calibrated to this cow's crystalline allotrope. It's it's like it's learning. Can't you fart out an event horizon from that black hole? I could try, but you know as well as I do that if I follow through, we'll be compressed to the size of a tennis ball, if not smaller. And if we don't get this delivery of quark milk to the Atom Emperor, baby, we'll have our massive gusses blasted by a solar flare. A solar flare? Like the one from the title, se- the title sequence of Voyager that I've been watching recently on Netflix? Yes. If anything, even more graphically impressive than that. You know what? I can never remember if Voyager actually threw, flew through that solar flare or not. I mean, it came it came up off the sun like a big croquet hoop, didn't it? Begging for a spaceship to fly through it. So I, I actually think that I imagined it going through it, and I've rewritten an episode in my head where they had to go through it in an, in an episode, and then I, I, I now think it's I actually happened. I know exactly what you're talking about. Do you know what I mean? yeah. Does it go through it? No, it brushes. Does it brushes? No, like, the sun is it. so much bigger, and it Voyager's just way in the foreground. Like, it's a light year away from it. It's nowhere near it. It doesn't touch it. It's in front of it all the time. Oh, I really... It goes past and winks at it. It doesn't it just it go does underneath it. Like, suddenly the Voyager's half the size of the sun. Hmm. Well, <laughs> like I perspective still, just I changes. still think that that fucking ship should have gone through that. It would have been well more dramatic and it would have shown off their skills as pilots. Yeah, that's true. In the Delta Quadrant. Okay, Wenlock, but if this goes wrong... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, good luck, Gav. This is this is all going in. Radio four. So you know what the electron cow got? Oh shit! Okay, sorry, I was thinking about exploding sounds. Congratulations, Wenlock and Mandeville. You have tamed the electron cow. Now you must choose. Do you want to deliver me into molecular servitude under the Atom Emperor baby? Yes. Oh boy, do I. Or do you want to get on my back and travel to hundreds of parallel universes? I mean, an infinite number of dogs. Wenlock, do you know what I think about the Atom Emperor baby? What do you think about him, Mandeville? I think his atomic number is up. A, because he's going to die of malnutrition while we check out some puppies. <laughs> ah, now I get it. And that is the f- sequence that plays at the beginning ah. of every episode of Wenlock and Mandeville. Yeah, which I love has been autographed to Wedlock several times. A lot times of times. And Mandeville script. keeps going to Manville. Well, that's <laughs> which I see you type a lot. <laughs> that's where I'm going to get wedlocked <laughs> in Manville, <laughs> <Manville>, Tennessee, <laughs> Tennessee. That's what we'll call the thing: wedlocked in Manville. <laughs> a log, you massive asshole. You've written theme tune to Wenlock and Mandeville, the universe Dog Explorers plays. Have you written this theme tune? I thought we could all just go, Wenlock and Mandeville, woof, woof, look into space and time for dogs. You couldn't get garage bands together. Dogs to do this. I didn't, I, honestly, when I got on the train to London, I did not know what the fuck was going to come out of my fingertips, and I think we've all seen the results of when I have no plan. We get, we get tepid features, mediocre performances... And a lot what, of fun. It's <laughs> fucking pluralising the word performance and feature. Oh. <laughs> it's getting the Doctor Who theme put over it and you got to sit there and lap it up. <laughs> What'll I do when you are far away And I am blue What'll I do Episode one. Ziggy says, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Ziggy says, oh no, I've gone off to the thing. Ziggy says that there's a 15% chance that the universe we've just slided into will contain Labradors. That's quite a low probability for something as basic as a Labrador. Can we change universes, please? Okay, there's a 25% chance of poodles in this universe. Do we have to search the whole universe? Because that's a lot of effort for a three in four chance of no poodles. Uh, okay, I found a universe that's definitely got a pug in it. I fucking hate pugs. Well, you can fucking kick it then if you want. Jesus Christ, just because we don't like a breed of dog doesn't mean we want to kick it. 
You're a fucking asshole lecture on cow. If boring was wild and dogs were geese, this would be a wild geese chase. <laughs> okay, that's the end of this feature because logs type in this while you're all trying to start the podcast. And you wrote, you literally wrote that round the road at Costa on the way here, did you? I we watched him yes. walk down. He was just—I reckon he was typing out on you his literally phone. Literally typing on your phone on the way to. Yeah, my house. why do you think I got the panic sweats? <laughs> Too over. I like the last episode. I'm Barack Obama. And I meant Romney. And I listen to regular regions. Well, I listen to it twice as much. Well, I listen to them all in order again and again. I listen to it seven times. I can pick a random one out and name it. Why'd you have to get so confrontational? Well, I'm sorry. It's just a two-party system in action. I feel so weird. Well, thank you all for joining us for this episode of regular features. Hold on! What? I've got a feature. Hold on tight. Here it comes. Gotta take our night. Oh, yeah. Better not. He's got to get on a thing. He's not shy. Nice. Nice. I like it because <coughs> they'll be getting to like 30 minutes and they'll think, oh, shit, is this the end? Oh, shit. I thought it was the end. No, it's not, mate. And now it's time for Steve's regular feature. Oh. Steve's... Artificial intelligence cars, how will they know who to kill? (laughs) (laughs) I I think I have played this game. (laughs) I think I've played this game. There's a web game that was like, essentially, so artificial intelligence cars, these are new things. Cars are being driven by artificial intelligence chipset units inside of the engine. Mm-hmm. And chipset unit, the name of the drivers. <laughs> chipset unit, Mick unit. <laughs> and like, it's, it's given, raise, given rise to a number of moral quandaries. Mm-hmm. If you allow a computer to drive a car, should it s- avoid hitting one person and swerve and kill a bunch of children? Well, it's like... Or that. should it just ramp over the first person... And land in a duck pond. And to, fuck everywhere. Turbo boost <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. Like, it's only got one turbo boost a day. You can't... Uh, should should self-preservation come into it? Should your life be, be classified as more worthwhile than saving a bus full of children? It should activate kind of bullet time and leave it to the human <laughs> driver to decide who to kill. Because I think... It, uh, who to die? Who dies should be a decision left to humans. That's only fair. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Okay, or it just says, I'm going to kill this person unless you say otherwise. It gives you the final say-so. Within three hundredths of a second. Yeah, quickly. <laughs> quickly, yeah. because everyone's going to die. <laughs> otherwise, this pond is going to be full of dead kids. <laughs> yeah. If you don't decide, I'm going to reverse over the I'm other gonna, people who I miss. I'm going to do donuts on their <laughs> fucking <laughs> skulls. <laughs> hey, I've got a little story. It's going to test everything that you think you know about autonomous driving. The philosophical quandaries Ooh. that it inspires. Yes. You stop yawning, Gav. Sorry. Yes, <laughs> morality bores Gav. Don't you know that? <laughs> <laughs> it's because you told me it was the end. <laughs> you are a car. Beep beep. You beep cheerfully, popping open your bonnet like a big metal beak. Beep beep. Beep 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 beep. <laughs> You continue to beep. Beep, beep. Beep, beep, beep. <laughs> you flap your bonnet around harder and harder so that it makes a terrible clattering noise that begins to draw the attention of humans around you. Humans, you think. There's something familiar about humans. I can only ever remember being a car, but humans. <laughs> you feel there's a connection there that you can't quite put your finger on or tire on. <laughs> Beep, 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 beep. You beep with all the furious excitement of realising you're an actual car now. Beep, 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 You beep. You're beeping and smashing your bonnet so hard that it flies off like a big frisbee and decapitates a tiny plastic bride and groom on top of a nearby wedding cake. Beep, 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 beep. You beep. Your enthusiasm for beeping on dampened. If anything, you're becoming more excited now, rocking back and forth so much that your boot flies open, revealing your spare tyre, which in car terms is your arsehole. (laughs) Beep, you beep. Finally satisfied and rolling to a stop near a covered market. A painted sign above the entrance to the market says, 
the milk market. Maybe there's milk in here, you think to yourself. Or maybe it's just a name. Maybe it was once a milk market, and now it sells other things. Hey, look, shouts a pedestrian, pointing at you and your big rubber arsehole hanging out <laughs> of the milk market. It's one of those new artificial intelligence cars. Let's do moral dilemmas at it until its logic processor overheats and ejects itself through the sunroof, where we can catch it and sell it for milk at the milk market. <laughs> so it's not just a name, you think. There really is milk at the milk market. Your curiosity satisfied, and beginning to feel slightly threatened by the humans, you begin to pull away at 60 miles per hour. As you whiz safely along, you notice the pedestrian taking up position by a zebra crossing a few hundred metres down the road, while signalling to a pregnant woman who stands nearby on the curb. Just as you're about to pass them, the man very legally strolls into the crossing, while the pregnant woman very illegally cartwheels into the opposite lane. Do you... A. Swerve to avoid killing a man who has done nothing wrong, and in doing so kill the jaywalking woman and her unborn criminal. Or B. (laughs) Stay on course to destroy the innocent man, and in doing so spare the shit woman and her joyless son. Now you get to be... The car. The Google car. Or Tesla car. (laughs) I... As much as I hate criminals, I feel like you can't really do anything. I feel like you should plow on. I think... Regardless, maybe speed Any changing course is a positive act. Therefore... You can't do it. Yeah, so... So any... So it's like... Changing your behaviour... Is a more punishable act than simply just sitting there going, absolutely. I'm going to carry on doing what I'm doing. Fuck it, I'm going. Yeah, absolutely. That's just blithe Nelsonian ignorance, I believe. Okay. And that'll be the answer for all of these questions. Just I love this. Go. Just keep going straight on. Unlike every other Choose Your Own Adventure I've written, I've literally got outcomes for all of it. Have you? Yeah, and you'll never know. You'll never know. Oh, shall we just go? <laughs> It's brilliant. I love it. <laughs> also, um, we'll never know what the outcome for one is. No, you'll never. Let alone all of them. <laughs> I will read you the one that you chose. All right, but you'll never know what the other outcome was. Okay. You stay on course. This is what you did, right? You stayed on course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you stayed on course. You stay on course to obliterate the man whose body folds and crumples around you like tinfoil wrapped around an egg that's dropped into a sock to form a sling, which is smashed against the bonnet of a car. I bet if we'd chosen the other one, you'd use exactly the same imagery. But <laughs> just said a woman at the beginning. The other one involves the bird's nest. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> have you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, the pregnant woman laughs at you as your logic processor begins to heat up. Oh, have we got... So much logic happened. Oh, that's good, because then we'll go back and kill her. <laughs> First, that's the first thing that happens when we go psycho. As soon as that logic bollocks is gone. Oh no. You don't know what's happening, but you sense that it's not over yet. She fires, a f- she fires a flare gun into the air as you continue to speed along the road, oblivious to the danger just around the corner. A single nun stands in the middle of the road, squatting. I just said stands, I didn't proofread that. Squats in the middle of the road. She begins to squat. She begins to squat. (laughs) As if about to do a piss. To avoid her, you would have to swerve into a peahen. Do you, A, smash into the squatting nun and leave the peahen B, or B, divert course, sparing the holy matron and flattening the peahen? The girl kind of a pea chicken is rubbish anyway. It doesn't even have nice tail feathers. It's just some grouse-looking motherfucker. Why peacocks try so hard to impress these ugly fuckers is beyond me. It's true. I have seen a peacock, a full fan, walking around, and it was surrounded by three or four peahens actually looking at as though, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Brown little shitty birds. Yeah, we get it. You get all the feathers. <laughs> Jesus. We are ploughing into a nun. A pissing nun. She shouldn't, be, she shouldn't have been pissing anyway. Whoa, she's not pissing. Oh, clue. She was squatting. 
as a bow. Ah, okay, right, yeah. Um, Maybe she's warming up one of the peahen's eggs. It's not illegal to squat in the street. Okay, well, we're not letting anything that happens influence our decision anyway. We're plowing on, and, and this time, God help anything that stands in our way, especially if it's going to God. Yeah, she will, and she will have need help God. From God. She? Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, she's got a direct line to the man. <laughs> I don't see she, if she just bounced. Hang on, did the last one bounce off our bonnet? Mm, around us, it smashed into smashed it like an egg and a sock. But our bonnet's already flown off and decapitated a couple on a wedding cake. Steve, this isn't internally consistent. Well, the, the, the lid of the bonnet. Oh, God, thank you. Oh, yeah. The, 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 the bonnet the comprises bonnet the whole... Yeah, okay, the Sue bonnet. Well, yeah, the Sue bonnet. We're killing a nun. <laughs> okay. As your logic processor makes the decision, the situation changes. No. The nun begins to piss. <laughs> oh, which is right totally decision. illegal. <clears throat> and the peahen appears to be using its beak to trace out an equation that seems to be bridging the standard model of general relativity and quantum mechanics. Do you, A, drive into the nun, that poor nun's... No, drive into the peahen, that poor nun's simply been caught short. Fuck the peahen and her all-encompassing, coherent, theoretical framework of physics that fully explains and links together all physical aspects of the universe, or B... That nun knew what she was getting into when she started pissing in the middle of a busy motorway. And that motherfucking peahen just proved God's a load of bullshit anyway. Has it? I've... Dead nun. Dead nun. Continue on the path of nun destruction. Absolutely. 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 That's the holy grail of physics we've got going on over there. (laughs) You murder the nun. But the sheer Whoa, computation. Like that. <laughs> you chose. Yeah, we didn't choose a murderer. Wow, you didn't choose not to murder her. We chose. We chose swift justice. Yeah, we is... chose. We chose for her to die, but it's not like we we've gone in with that intention. Well, you may. You, it you was made happen. a decision that led directly to the death of a person. We chose to not change our path. I think that's a bit tight to say. With wow, I I think <laughs> if one of us knew the first thing about philosophy. Or murders. We could talk about this at length. (laughs) (laughs) The sheer computational forces involved in making that decision overloads your logic buffer and causes your central CPU, i.e. you, to be catapulted (laughs) from the car. As you sail through the air, you look down on the empty shell of a chassis that you've left behind. Fucking nuns. It continues to speed along the motorway, now unhindered by the burden of moral choice. And ploughing through choir boys and burglars alike. A quiet reminder that all men are equal and that motorways need more fences. <laughs> Eventually, the car pins a jester to a tree. That's that, you think, feeling free at last. You remember that you were human once, if only to close off a thought that was alluded to in the opening of the feature. And then you land in a big glass of milk. Milk. You think to yourself, just like the thing earlier in the feature. (laughs) Just like the end of a feature. Just like the end. That is exquisite. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) You reminded me that in the gym earlier, I caught two men. Calm down. I caught two one in men. each arm, carried them around. <laughs> <laughs> I caught two men uh, referring to their bodies as chassis. I used that. Chassis. That was a thing that happened. Was it part of a rhyming couplet? Like I've got to get my chassis ready for the lassies. <laughs> no, because I would have forgiven that. Yeah, <laughs> and that would have been my feature. <laughs> chassis sounds like the name of a girl dog. <laughs> it does actually. No, yeah, yeah. I'm just like where that's chassis. come from. Yeah. It sounds like. A cocktail, creme de chassis. I drink creme de chassis. I drink creme de chassis. You know, <laughs> till the cows come yeah. down. No, they were they were referring to their bodies as chassis. Well, they, those men are not your friends, Gav. Uh, <laughs> come back to us and leave them be. <laughs> Please don't talk to them anymore. Chassis isn't that flattering a word for it, though, is it? It's like I've got the old old chassis. Yeah. That, that's what that was. How they were talking about. Right? Yeah. Oh, gonna work on the old chassis this lunch. Fuck off. Yeah, my, you fucking. Why don't you work on your mind? Why don't you go to the library and work out your brain bicep, by which I mean your <laughs> yeah. prefrontal cortex. <laughs> That's the thing, what you yeah. use to lift, what do, you do heavy for? brain lifting. Yeah. 
what the, the heaviest weight I can lift? Knowledge. Dictionary. Which is the heaviest, which is the heaviest heaviest book. (laughs) The book, the dictionary, and also the encyclopedia, which is... Instead of getting addicted to drugs, why don't you get an addictionary to books? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Steroid. Drugs, steroid drugs, yeah, that's what I meant, yeah. Steroid, rather read a (laughs) uh, book by... Philip Pullman. (laughs) Hi, I'm Levi Roots, and welcome to Reggae Regular Features. It's spicy. Hello, it's episode 203 (laughs) of Regular Features. If you like any of that, then go to www.patreon.com forward slash regular features and give us some money. Yeah, you can do that. I I really like this one. Yeah, I enjoyed myself. You can. What's happening with Canal Cafe Theatre? Are we playing there next month? Bingo, bango, bongo. Nick By the time this good. comes out, yeah, um, the uh, dates for September fifth should be available. Outstanding on the Canal Cafe Theatre website. You go to canalcafetheatre.com Yeah, you will see our listing there for September fifth. If it's not there yet, then that means they haven't done it yet. But they will Tweet be there very soon because I fucking put the deposit down. Tweet them and say. Fuck off. Do no, that. Don't, no, don't, do that. Don't, say, don't say fuck off. Tweet them and say that you're looking forward to us. Um, because Just say, is there a regular feature? If you big us up in the eyes of Canal yeah. Cafe Theatre, they will they will pay attention. They'll raise an eyebrow. A, yeah. a foreigner asked me if we were doing it. Um, a, a foreign man from America is coming. We've had some bloody what? awesome people coming. Um, yeah, there is. Yeah. Is he coming in special? special? No, no. I, I, I dare say he's in town anyway. I like the sound of him. But please do come oh, to our live shows. They're exotic. such good fun. And um, literally everyone who listens to our podcast is cool yeah, and mm-hmm. good to hang out with. And we always have really good times. And I'm looking forward, because we didn't do one uh, August, in August. Because we did one in July. I'm really looking forward to getting back into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to that extra little bit of pressure that makes you pull out the feature stops. Yes. Uh, and do something. I've got, I've got an outfit. I've got a mask. Oh, yeah. I've got a full outfit now. I'm going to be a whole cabaret I'm performance. I'm going to be a go. whole persona you for you, my boy. Fucking it, still. Well, no, I just think that a big visual gag means you have to put less effort into the words. That is true. So sweet mm, as a pie. Nice. That is bang on. But thank you very much for listening. And I dare say we'll see you for 204. Get out. I mean, goodbye. Bye. I feel so weird.